0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. It's time to step inside the ike with your host, Ike Feldman.
0: What's up? Fight fans, what's up combat sports community, what's up MMA Twitter, what's up boxing Twitter, I don't know if boxing has that hashtag, the hashtag boxing Twitter, but we will find out with today's guest co-host Francisco Guzman of Boxeo Mundial and MMA Mundial, I met this gentleman. Over the years, at several local events, Brooklyn, Jersey, and whenever we're under the same hood, the same roof, the conversation always flows. The most recent event was UFC 288. Jersey, he had Cejudo. Of course, I had Sterling. Regardless of who Sterling was fighting, I was taking Sterling, had to support the Long Island guy. But Mr. Guzman was not too far off as he predicted Suhudo to win. You know, it was very, very close. I saw the the fifth round probably going Suhudo's way with that final treetop and takedown. It was fantastic. We will get into all the night's festivity UFC 288. The John Jones, Francis Ngannou drama, news, notes, and of course, this week's actual fight that's actually happened. Vasily Lomachenko versus Devin Haney this Saturday. I believe it's free on ESPN or ESPN Plus, but we'll get to that and more. But first and foremost, my main man, Francisco. What's up, brother?
1: Hey, man. What's going on? How you doing, bro?
0: I'm doing better now that we're Talking again, man. It's like anytime we uh, connect, whether it's in person or on the phone, or now Twitter Live, everything seems to—I uh, don't know. It's, just, it's you're very easy to talk to. Is that with every part of your life, with uh, whether it's the ladies or family members or friends? Like, are you just are you always the the talking head, <laughs> you know, and everybody's like, "Shut well, up, Francisco." You know,
1: I, <laughs> well, you have to uh, uh, be—you know—to be social, right? You have to have some social skills. Come on.
0: <laughs> i agree i agree um so, rumor yeah. is, i heard that uh social skills took a huge step back uh uh over the pandemic I, i've spoken with uh, a few teachers and they said the same kids that they saw going into the pandemic were completely different post-pandemic and like they they were even more awkward i think maybe that is the the zooms and the constantly staring at the phones uh, i'm Lucky enough that the iPhone came out one year after I graduated high school. I mean, maybe I could've used it to pass more tests, but I feel fortunate enough that I saw those those weird phones with cords attached to the walls, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah. L LA A <and> N Lands. <laughs> what the, <laughs> the hell? Is that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What's been the uh the biggest change in the uh the landscape of uh, for you technologically is it the the video games cell phones is it the the zooms like what for you has been the the most exciting leap in technology
1: well um i would say that after we had this whole scare with with covid um everything just pretty much went online I, 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 it just it was like a swarm everything kind of went up of course netflix stock went up you know that um and everybody was binge watching stuff and taking a business online which they didn't do before so it kind of changed uh how we do business in a way I so agree. it's it's, it's kind of crazy if
0: you invested in uh netflix or amazon uh or zoom i, I hope you're uh, doing really well it- it's like amazon i have no actual information on this just uh, the eye test Uh, It used to be trucks a couple of years ago. Now it's like people in like their own cars that are driving up with packages. And my dog's about to like rip somebody's neck out and they're just delivering uh, diapers. And I was like, oh, maybe they're like over uh, overworked or or something. Uh, I'm sure Amazon is just flourishing.
1: Right. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, we got AI coming on the horizon, so it's going to be an interesting another time. 10 20 years coming through for I know, real,
0: right? There's gonna be uh, dro- uh droids or drones, whatever it's called, like, dropping off packages in our front yard, and we're gonna be shooting <laughs> them down with BB guns. But uh, yeah, man, you are uh, you are on the, the rise uh, like technology with boxing. I believe that Fury uh, Wilder really kicked off. Now, I'm a, I'm a casual fan. I will admit that. I'm becoming more and more in-depth with boxing, really falling in love with it. I will never admit to be a boxing expert. I lean on people like yourself or Dan Canobios or Brian Campbell. Uh, I do respect that Luke Thomas has taken uh, the time to learn the sweet science. I do respect that. I'm, I'm trying to steal that from his playbook and learn more and more. But for me, Fury and Wilder, Post Floyd Mayweather really got me uh involved with boxing. Uh when did you start covering the sweet science?
1: Ooh, you don't want to <laughs> go there. Um well I started I started well I I got involved with the sport when I was a kid, you know, watching the late Muhammad Ali, um Duran's I mean if I start naming names you're not going to know who I'm talking about. That's how far the movie back I
0: with go. with the Roberto Duran
1: I know you. I know you. You know who Duran is, but you know guys like, let's say Livingstone Bramble, guys like, uh, uh, of, of course you know Camacho, right? He goes back when I was a kid. Um, Hector Camacho. I just
0: saw his fight the first time. Is, it, is he where he's dancing? It's a, I believe it's an yeah, outdoor yeah, arena yeah. fight, and he's like dancing. Yeah. He even runs in front of the camera mm-hmm. when the camera's on his opponent. Is that mm-hmm.
1: him? <laughs> you know, you got guys like Bobby Jacone, Alexis Alexis Arguello. Um, you know george foreman of course uh how you know uh who else can i cornelius Bundridge. um i mean if i keep um meldrick taylor buddy mcgirt if i keep naming those names you're gonna <laughs> mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's how far back i go uh, my first boxing coverage was uh Arturo gatti and um gian carlo branco which is I don't even remember what year that was, but it was, it was 2000 something early 2000s.
0: Wow. Wow. Uh, what for you? Uh, Two part question. What for you was your favorite live event to cover? And you mentioned George Foreman. Uh, there's a movie coming out. I'm sorry if it already came out and I missed it. Uh, what for you is your favorite boxing movie? So favorite live event that you've covered or favorite fight? And then uh favorite boxing movie?
1: Favorite boxing events. have been a lot. Um, I've been to Canelo's fights. I've been to Cotto's. I saw you interview Canelo recently. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I think one of the 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 liveliest fights I've been to that was like electric was when Cotto fought Zab Judah. I mean, at the Garden, that was insane. That fight was insane. Um, Another fight was uh, uh, Trinidad versus uh, Joppy um I forgot Joppy's first name but he 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 knocked I mean that was you know just to watch uh, Trinidad just destroy this guy from moving up to middleweight was was crazy so um yeah that was actually those two fights right there um both being Puerto Rican of course but they were they were you know when you watch a fight I, I can see why Tour Gaddy was famous you know because Gaddy was famous for bringing that, you know, even though win or lose, this guy was gonna fight to the death, and that's what people love to see, you know.
0: And uh yeah, man, uh Torogatti. Uh I believe I saw The late of course. The later Torogatti got rest of his soul. I saw the the crazy fight between him and Ward, which uh everybody knows. If you if you're a fight fan, you gotta know that fight.
1: By the way, by the way, I have an ex girlfriend whose father gave Mickey Ward his first loss. What <laughs> Yes, his name is Edwin Viret. <laughs> okay. So you I'm he sure gave, you he made gave.
0: I'm sure you made sure to return his daughter back on time every night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> actually I didn't I didn't find out till after you know, we still remain friends and and she told me who her father was. He actually didn't raise her. She found out it was kind of sort of like her mother never really told her that who her father really was. She found out years later and then she told me his name. I looked him up and he had fought buddy mcgirt he had fought aaron davis he had fought a lot of big names even though he didn't win but he did beat uh mickey ward <laughs> so he gave him his first loss and mickey ward i think had over 13 losses or something like that
0: i think the next step is to by the inter- time he fought this um, man. caddy i would love to hear you guys <laughs> chat it up <laughs>
1: yeah right <laughs> oh my gosh well he was surprised that i knew about him once we started talking, so he was like, and I, we just started going on and on. Her, his daughter was like, she didn't even know. <laughs> she didn't even know anything. You know? She was probably like, wow,
0: you, you've talked to my dad more than I have.
1: I'm telling her, she was like, should I just give you the phone? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Amazing. And, um, favorite boxing movie?
1: Uh, when we were kings, with Muhammad Ali versus George Foreman, that was to me that was, and I'm not. It wasn't really a movie; it was more of a documentary. But that that documentary was. I mean, I watch it over and over again. Um, one of the best movies I would gotta say, um, Scorsese with uh, was it was a Scorsese with a uh, uh, raging bull.
0: Yeah, that was dark. I actually yes, just seen that that, uh, that just was. That's a classic
1: right there. Yeah. Plus, um, uh. Uh, Jake LaMotta did fight someone that was a childhood, well, my uh, my father's, a friend of my father's, his dad fought um, for Jake LaMotta. His name is actually in the movie. So, yeah.
0: That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So
1: I met some people, I met some people that had, you know, been in the fight game in the 50s and 60s. It was kind of interesting, you know.
0: Is this uh, fellow who's mentioned in the movie, is he Puerto Rican as well?
1: Yes, he's Puerto Rican. (laughs) So
0: this leads me to my next question. Who is the most prominent uh, Puerto Rican fighter actively? Is it Pedraza? Uh, I know he fought Loma a couple of years ago. Uh, Who's holding it down for
1: PR? There's not – I mean, the last person to hold it down for PR was Miguel Cotto. Um, You know, he – Cotto was, I, I think, the last great fighter out of Puerto Rico. Right now, we have a few prospects. We got a kid named Zias um, Zander, I believe his name is, and he's he's a uh, you know upcoming prospect. Unfortunately, we had, had um, Pritchard Colon, who was also uh, a rising prospect, but he got injured in a fight, and now he's you know he caught a real severe brain damage that kind of left him, you know, um, you know he he, he's, he can't fight anymore. You know, he's uh, his the brain damage is so severe that he has to be taken care of. So, um, so yeah, um, but that that he was a rising superstar. Um, there's a few names out there, I but I haven't really, I don't really see anybody yet that we could say is like in the Miguel Cotto status. Yeah.
0: Again, we're being joined by Francisco Guzman, Boxeo Mundial, MMA Mundial. We haven't even gotten to any of the topics that I have laid out, but the, again, just <laughs> conversational is, is amazing. Uh, again, I didn't have this uh, scripted, but we saw Mexico has made a nice, smooth transition. They, they, they're still holding it down with boxing uh, in terms of uh, elite boxers, but now we've seen Mexican champions in the mixed martial arts world, Yair with the interim, uh, Brendan Moreno. Uh, Alexa Gracio, uh, Irene Aldana has a chance coming up Mm -hmm. uh, in a few weeks against Amanda Nunez. That's going to be a surefire fight. I'm I'm sure uh, aldana got that Mexican gas tank. You better hope that Nunez is prepared to go the distance and push the gas throughout the whole 25 minutes. How come Puerto Rico... We haven't seen a UFC fighter in the top ten. I know Jimmy Rivera is Puerto Rican, but American-born. I was just about to say that. <laughs> come on. I love Jimmy. Tiger Schulman's, But how come there's no uh, uh, guy from a, or, or girl from originally from PR? I don't know if this is true, but at the Miami UFC 287 post-fight press conference, a uh, reporter, I believe from the PR, was asking, Dana, are you breaking ground in PR for a performance institute? And he says yes. I think that would obviously just make prospects turn into pros, pros turn into ranked fighters, and so on. But why is it taking so long for PR to crack the uh, ranks in the MMA world?
1: Um, it's it's you know Puerto Rico used to be besides Mexicans, Puerto Rico was as far as Latin America was one of the one of the. Um, one of the, the, the countries that was producing, well, Puerto Rico is not a country, it's part of the United States, right? But it was it was one of those islands that were producing great fighters, you know. despite being a small island. It's only, what, three million in population, right? But they produced great fighters throughout the years. Uh, Sixto Exabar was actually the first um, world champion out of Puerto Rico. I don't believe, I don't know what year that was, it was but it was in the, I'm not even gonna go there. But anyway, <laughs> he's the first world champion out of Puerto Rico. Um, And since then, there's been a a string of them, right? Um, So it's just, even in boxing, it's kind of shown that it's dwindled throughout the years. Um, Maybe like sports like baseball um, has pretty much taken over a little bit, you know? So we don't see fighters, the the amount of fighters as we did in the past. Maybe that's why we don't see it in mixed martial arts. We have them sprinkled here and there like Jimmy Rivera, we were just talking about. Um, Actually, Jimmy was a very good fighter. you know he had some great significant wins I thought he should have got a shot here and there because he's he's had he had a string of fights um before he actually started to to diminish a bit you know but um how mixed martial arts is you know that um so but he was one of those guys that you know I could point to when we say Puerto Rican fighter (laughs) in mixed martial arts in in the UFC actually
0: I agree man when him and Al Jermaine Sterling fought who we're about to get to uh that, that was a highly uh, uh, close fight for cracking through maybe top seven, top ten at the time. And then, look, Aljo's going on to defend the belt multiple times, and uh, it's been the opposite for Jimmy. But uh, Shane Burgos holding it down uh, for PR. He's killing it. in. Oh, the- Shane Burgos,
1: yes. <laughs> he's killing it in the, uh,
0: mm-hmm. the PFL now. Uh, well, as soon as he gets back from health, uh, hopefully a, a speedy recovery for Shane Saint Burgos, and we get to see him under the PFL. Uh, I was going to quickly, what were your thoughts on 288? Uh, as soon as I'm talking about PFL, uh, Francis Sagano's is starting to run through my mind. But uh, what were your thoughts on the live event uh, recap? And I, I think the, the best show that happened was uh, behind the scenes in the VIP with uh, tuna tartar and some, like, chicken ball taco things that we were devouring <laughs> while conversating. And, uh, folks, if you don't know Francisco Guzman, he doesn't only just talk the talk, he walks the walk, ha- has some beautiful technique and, and tips. Uh, like he boxed in his day, and I respect <laughs> it. So when he talks about combat sports, you should listen. So uh, what were your thoughts <laughs> about 288 as a whole?
1: Um, well, the main event um, was was a hot topic. Of course, we had we had a you know um, Sean O'Malley there. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you know stepping into the cage. <laughs> you know, um, but that that main event um, was one of those fights where where you know who I who I picked prior to the fight. Um, I didn't. I actually walked away thinking that Aljamain edged it, um, but. I will say after looking at the fight again, looking at the scorecards, I could see where Cejudo has an argument because Cejudo won that fifth round and only two judges gave it to him, okay? And that's why he lost. <laughs> if all three judges would have gained that, that fifth round, he would have won the fight.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it was pretty scary, man. Uh, um, somebody who was sitting next to me, I don't know if he worked for Verdict.com, the people who do, like, the live – uh, the live judging or fan judging or something, but he was like, "Oh yeah, Aljo's got this in the bag." I was like, "Did you just see Henry Cejudo take him down?" Like I was like, Dude. "Usually the old school scoring <laughs> is they do those take down to seal the victory." I was like, "Oh snap, he just won." It.
1: Exactly. I, I like I said, I thought winning that fifth round, he might have stole the fight somehow. It was a very close fight, and think about it. A guy who was away for three years, what is it, 35, 36 years old, yep. um, considered old in, in, in MMA, and, um, and he comes back after three years, and he fights the, the the champion and does this. Imagine if he had some time, a tune-up, at least one fight before actually fighting Al Jermaine, what the outcome probably would have been. you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what boxing would have done. I think people are going to forget about the – Otto Wallen or the uh, uh, the other guy that uh, Tyson Fury fought in between the Wilder fights, like I was, I- I'm getting used to that. The, the they do they book in fights. They booked the the rematch of Wilder Fury before Fury right. even fought his the opponent before Wilder, uh, Schwartz it was Schwartz, and uh, I was like, are you kidding me? And then I'm learning that this is a boxing thing, and uh, I- I'm watching the uh Garcia uh tank fight the Davis fight with somebody they're an MMA fan but the, they're watching this and I go they'll rematch but they're each going to fight three people in between uh, right I, what's the what's the reason for that
1: well i think what happened with 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 uh with Wilder was Wilder fought to a draw remember um right and then of course he actually took another fight between between that fight um, which he nearly lost remember he got a ugly cut in that fight uh, that almost co- could have cost him he could have cost him the fight you know um, but he he got through that fight and then he got the wilder fight again you know um, but uh you know how it is sometimes a guy who's 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 that uh, who fights a close fight just like that um, they see him as a threat so the you know, they figured, you know, make him wait a little bit before we fight him again. And I just think that Wilder probably didn't have another opponent. think they were figuring they would beat him this time. They would knock him out. And they were wrong. <laughs> um, not only did he get, not only did Wilder get knocked out, which was, which was unexpected. But he, he um, Fury fought a different fight this time around. He did not box. He did not move like he did in the first one. He just came at him and uh, punished them. <laughs> And then you know knocked him out. So it was totally a different fight, totally a different Fury. Um, and actually, I think made Fury better. You know, he had changed trainers. Um, he was training with a uh, managed to his nephew. Uh, they called him Sugar Hill. Um, his nickname is Sugar Hill. Uh, and he just went in there and uh, annihilated Wilder. You know, not only beat him one. You know, not only beat him once, beat him twice. <laughs> Even what's though that second fight, he got dropped. So yeah.
0: What What's next for each guy? in in your uh prognostication
1: i don't know man there's a lot of fights that are not being made uh i thought i thought okay did i lose you
0: no i'm here i'm here we're doing the cool oh, solo layout continue <laughs> you you miss me i'm back
1: <laughs> sorry i just saw myself i said yeah. what happened um <laughs> yeah i got scared i was like oh no i'm by myself
0: okay yeah. it's gonna um, be you in three two, one. So what are your thoughts on, uh, Fury Wilder? What's next for
1: each? What's next for each? Um, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of fights that are not being made. Uh, Fury was supposed to fight. There was supposedly a signed fight between him and Andy Ruiz. That was called off. That didn't happen. Now we have, um, there's a talks of, uh, Wilder, Anthony Joshua, I think in sometime in November at the end of the year, but that's not signed, sealed and delivered. So, We're waiting. We're waiting to see who these guys are going to fight next. I thought uh, Fury was going to end up fighting Usek, but then he called that off saying that these guys were taking too long. So I don't know. I really don't know what's going on, man. I'm I'm tired of the rhetoric. I think these fights should just happen. Um, It's what the sport needs, and that's pretty much it.
0: It's true, and what the sport needs for MMA is for – John Jones versus Francis Ngannou to happen. Uh, There's been a lot of talk. Uh, I'm learning that they're treating that fight like a boxing fight. It it literally has taken a long time to promote, tweeting, uh, hearsay back and forth, press conferences. Everybody's got their own YouTube channel putting on. You get a little snippet. Maybe if there's an event and there's a big mic that they can jump on, but... It is really taking a long time for it to water and then eventually grow. I think it's a good sign that Francis Ngano has not signed with one, hasn't signed with Bellator, hasn't signed with top rank. He's under kind of the same umbrella with the UFC now with PFL Anderson. They have the same broadcast rights. I'm sure there's some type of connection going on there with Disney. I know the UFC's got about two years left on their broadcast deal I think if this fight happens, uh, two months before the the broadcast deal with the UFC expires, they are gonna promote the. This is gonna be one of those like bring to the negotiation tables, uh, type of fights that this could pass the two point four million that Khabib Connor did, especially where it's building. Not many people know uh, uh, no in No Fra- one, uh, no in in Salt Francis, Chacle uh, bleu, I, I'm sorry, my brother, but you are <laughs> a a calm killer and that doesn't necessarily sell to the casual fan when they see your highlight reel they will sell and how do they see your highlight reel John Jones talks about you Dana White talks about you you're now on ESPN commercials because of the PFL uh, so i just think uh, just more time more highlights more knockouts i think we'll get this fight to happen what are your thoughts overall uh, on this fight and uh, maybe we could get into details
1: I think that what the pfl needs to do is what the ufc failed to do which is promote francis and i mean you know when you put knockouts in front of people's faces they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna pay attention and there's a reason why he was he was that guy but the ufc with all the conflict they had with him um they didn't they didn't focus on those things you understand what i'm saying and francis actually would have been bigger than he was But what happened, what happened was John Jones was giving him trouble, you know, talking about I want more money to fight to fight Francis Zingano. And there's a reason why he knew that there was a real threat. Right. And and then once Zingano was out of the picture, here comes John Jones talking ish. Right. Saying, oh, you know, this guy, he's a bum, He's this. He's that. You know, it was like we didn't see that John Jones before. Right. Now. Now. Another thing is that Dana also Dana. Figured he couldn't get what he wanted out of Francis, so now he goes, okay, well, we don't we don't need you anymore. We got John Jones. So they bring, so now he's got his arm around John Jones. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, you know, now now get out of here. We got John Jones, and John Jones, of course, delivered with that, you know, that I don't even I don't even know what kind of fight that was against Cerrone, but you know, he comes in there and he, was he just the chains. He just John took Jones over, didn't lose,
0: made some money,
1: and everybody is happy exactly so the chain. so he he got it you know dana white got it what he wanted he got john jones back um and and john jones delivered if john jones would have got destroyed <laughs> that night i don't think dana would have been happy about that you know stan so so now he has the heavyweight champion of the world all over again um which is john jones and let's see what happens john jones doesn't get himself into any trouble <laughs>
0: Yes, that is his biggest opponent, uh, John Jones. Uh, who the guy in the mirror is John Jones, biggest opponent. Again, we're being joined by Francisco Guzman of Boxeo Mundial and MMA Mundial. Follow uh, Francisco to get his uh, contributor articles. And do you do a podcast, man? Because if you don't, the, the, you're we need we need more of you. You are a well-spoken, <laughs> handsome dude. You. Do you are you doing Thank a you. podcast?
1: No man, I've done a quite a few podcasts with a few buddies here and there, but no man.
0: <laughs> you uh you're yeah. better than just a, a few buddies, man. Maybe we'll do every uh big boxing uh match every week. I, I really do appreciate your time and of course your insight, man. I, extremely valuable uh valuable. You're extremely knowledgeable and I do appreciate the time. We've talked about off the air the John Jones next opponent, Stepe Mucic. I think you you nailed it on the head. Stipe is going to give John Jones his biggest test at heavyweight. You know he he's got great hands. He's a better grappler than Cirujan, and uh, but it, it's hard to deny that. Maybe Stipe's best days are behind him. But as we know, the UFC, you know, arm over John, arm over Stipe, Dana White is. He's gonna, they're going to build up the crap out of Stipe like they've been buddies from day one. Like we didn't know about all the the friction that's been between Stipe and not not promoting himself in the UFC's eyes. I mean, the the dude's a freaking, he's an amazing person. father, firefighter. He's the most
1: accomplished heavyweight. <laughs> And in the game ever steep a
0: greatest heavyweight john jones greatest light heavyweight square off who's the best and you're gonna be like, oh my god i gotta buy it i gotta buy it with, 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 i gotta buy it and that's what everybody's gonna that see. was good that
1: was good <laughs> that, you, 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 they should use your voice for real
0: <laughs> you know that they're gonna do that oh my so i mean i feel like you've nailed it off the air but uh, just send it home now what, what are your thoughts on john jones versus steve miocic and do it okay. does it happen this year
1: one thing we do know, we we do know Stipe. Okay, Stipe has had some losses, but he's come back, right? He came back from his loss against DC, right? DC knocked him out. He came back, and sure. he was losing the second fight. It showed it showed his ability to uh, to adjust, right? He, he yeah. in that in that fourth round, I mean, if he would have not stopped DC, DC would have won again. But in that fourth round, he came back with those body shots, and he finished DC. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, I was. I was impressed, you know, because um, I I thought he was gonna lose all over again. Um, like I said, he is he is, I think, he's gonna he's underrated a bit, you know, compared to Serogan People were, were I I had picked Serogan you know, I had thought that Serogan probably had enough to, to to beat John Jones, being that John Jones was off for three years. But and when I look at that fight in the beginning of the fight, John Jones did not look steady on his feet he was striking but the striking wasn't the same you understand what i'm saying he was missing and then eventually he went to wrestling right that's i think that's why he went immediate to wrestling because he figured mm, something is off here and he figured maybe I'll, you know this guy's not a wrestler let me just go after what he doesn't have and once he took him down i don't even think john jones knew how easy it was going to win <laughs> it was going to be honestly once he got him down, he, he probably when he finished him in his head, he probably said, "Damn, that was easy," you know, because <laughs> it had it had to be running through his head that this guy, you know, was could, there's some danger there. But when, once he got in there, we saw that Sirogan had nothing, absolutely nothing. Stipe now, Stepe is a little bit more cerebral. He's fought a lot more fighters. Um, he's come back from a loss. Yes, he got knocked out by um, by, by Francis Ngano. but you know this was an improved um Francis Ngannou this is Ngannou that was not be easy to wrestle and take down like he did in the first fight um and once he took that away from Stipe Bay you understand it was bombs away so fighting John Jones right now as a heavyweight we haven't seen his power if John Jones really has any power at, I mean he wasn't really a powerful dude at light heavyweight his thing was the accumulation of strikes right and then he would eventually finish you um but now fighting fighting Steepe, Stepe has to think in the back of his mind, we, we he only fought one round. You understand? He hasn't fought, he hasn't done rounds though. If Stepe is smart, Stepe will take John Jones into deep water. Because I don't care what anybody says. We we don't know if John Jones could do five rounds yet. If Stepe could take him, take him into deep waters and tire John Jones, make it a wrestling whatever, try to. Put some pressure on John Jones, make John Jones fight a little bit, and not get you know if he doesn't get spat we could take him to the fifth round. It's interesting to see John Jones in the fourth and fifth round. See if if he's gonna have that full, that same energy he has coming right in, you know. So, yeah,
0: yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, Stepa uh naturally walks around at 240 to 250. I know there was this whole talk of how John Jones the three year hiatus, how he's had to like eat ice cream and burgers boo-hoo, and gain all this weight that
1: had to that had to slow him down i mean he looked fat in the, <laughs> the fighters pictures <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it, it looked like jones you know a fat version of john jones and um like i said that weight has to have slowed him down i don't care who you are and and that's i think if steve's people his brain trust is smart they figure out that jones is not only heavy but he's not as fast. And and if you could, if, if and Stipe could wrestle, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if Stipe could 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 control John Jones for three rounds and tire him out. John, John, I, you know, John Jones, a tired John Jones, especially a bigger John Jones, you know, a fatter John Jones. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, look, I'm not betting against them. You know, it's hard to bet against the winning horse, but I think that Stipe is going to show us where John Jones truly is. That's really it.
0: I agree. I agree. And the fight, we didn't get it. It would have been this time announced, but I believe it's Volkanovski versus Yair for July. Who wants to see two heavyweights fight in Vegas at 115 degrees? I mean, I think that (laughs) that would not be – uh, optically pleasing for anybody watching. Do it at MSG in November, so Francisco and Ike, we can get in attendance. Man, that would be. They talk about Dana White always throws out the gate records and, and attendance records and how much popcorn he sold. Uh, it's like, man, if John Jones and Stipe Mihocic November MSG, that would be freaking epic. I do that would feel, be epic. I do feel for like sure. there's some type of. Uh, Background noise in but, terms of but I got a question. I got yep. a
1: question. What's up? What's up? Where were you for uh, Adesanya Leon Edwards? Adesanya. Le- that was not. That was. Uh, that was MSG. Two
0: sixty eight, if I remember correctly. Is it? That was. Uh, oof! If we, uh, I was uh, not vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was I didn't, I didn't see you there, so that's, that's why I'm asking.
0: That's why, man, I, I did not uh, take the jab, and I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I I parried the the <laughs> the jab coming. You parried the way. shot. Yes. Gotcha. I parried the shot. Gotcha. <laughs> oh my gosh, but yeah, I I would love to see that fight happen, John Jones and Gano. I think that might be the the biggest UFC fight. Of all time, a fight that isn't going to crack 2.0 million uh, pay-per-view buys. Hopefully it can crack Uh, 2.0 views because it will be on ESPN is this weekend's Vasily Lomachenko Lomachenko, versus Devin Haney. In my opinion, uh, again, not an expert, but with my eyes, uh, Lomachenko has beautiful footwork and the ability to pivot and great output and... Seems like he was kind of bored at the top. Uh, I, I learned from Francisco that he had a shoulder problem going in, uh, against Teofimo. You know, uh, you hope he's recovered. He looked great in his last fight against the Japanese fellow, uh, Devin Haney. Seems Tanaki, to be like
1: um, Tanaki.
0: Uh, I, I agree. Yeah, Whatever get his name wrong. you say, I'll, I'll just nod my head and agree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Devin Haney's got it the. It
1: was. It was uh, Masashi nakatani (laughs) actually actually he had fought us he had fought teofimo lopez also um went 12 rounds with him actually and gave teofimo some some problems okay i think that's why loma came back against him after the loss to teofimo because he was he was he was campaigning to get the rematch against teofimo but teofimo kept saying that he didn't want it so he took on a former opponent of his and knocked him out i think it was the ninth round actually Yep. So <laughs>
0: I do remember because yeah, so. Tim Bradley uh, was interrupting uh, everybody on the desk and it was like, you know, this fight was taken. He's so competitive. And he's probably right. Loma is looking at that. He stopped him uh, and Tio Fimo didn't. I was like, oh, that, that's very interesting. I go, uh, and I'm learning about the, the uh, Tessator, Kriegel, the whole boxing broadcast. At first, it was like oh, right. awkward for me, but it's like, I like it. Andre Ward's very calm. Uh, Tim Bradley loves to, uh, you know, take control of it. Mark Kriegel is stoic, and Joe Tessitore is Ernie Johnson of boxing. It, it's a cool mix, and I respect it. Um, so, yeah, what are you, what are your thoughts on this now? A 35 year old uh, former champion Lomachenko against the undisputed king, who's got the lion's share of belts, and Devin Haney. What what are your thoughts about this? Well. And I'm going to put you on the you solo know, layout, so don't get
1: scared. Here we go. Three, <laughs> two, one, solo. Gotcha. Uh, look, uh, Lomachenko has had a lot of fights. We're talking about 413. He's 413 and three in total fights from amateur to pro. Um, his He had only one loss in the amateurs. And uh, I think it was 396 wins and one loss, which he avenged, <laughs> which is a lot. Um, as a pro, of course, uh, you know, he was what the fastest guy to win titles in three different weight classes. Um, and because of that loss to Teofimo and because he's looked vulnerable in his fight against Jermaine, um, or, Ortiz. what was his, um, what was his last, what was his name again? Hold on one second. I want to make sure I got the right name. Yeah. Jermaine Ortiz, my bad. Yes, he Jermaine Ortiz took him twelve rounds. It was a former sparring partner. Kid was undefeated. But um, you know, he it was a very close fight. And a lot of people thought that maybe Teofimo might have lost that fight, um, or came close to losing it. Um, and because because of that, because he didn't look like the Teofimo, I mean the the we know, which is his nickname was Nomas Checo because he used to make guys quit, um, he you know, a lot of people just think that, uh, maybe it's his time, you know, maybe he's getting old. I mean, he's only 36 years old, what, 35, 36 years old. Um, you know, but they're already calling him old. I mean, with a guy with over 400 fights, um, you know, that actually, you know, can, can, can speed up the speedometer, you know what I'm saying? So, um, he or the other the other my bad. Not spedamara. <laughs> oh, you had back. me. I was like, yeah. But, uh, I was like that. I, I, was- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, no, he uh he's had a lot of fights. But one thing I will say is he didn't need to take this fight. You know, I know that uh Devin Haney wanted him years ago. He says, Oh, he should have fought me years ago, now it's gonna be worse. Um, but Loma was chasing other things back then, you understand? And he went after Theofimo who was actually that undefeated rising star, um, he lost the fight, um, but he wanted the rematch. He had he had um, two fights prior to that. Then he had that. You know, of course, we have the the war in Ukraine, and he kind of went out for that. So that kind of stalled him back. Um, he, I think, was like almost a year off before he fought Jermaine Ortiz, um, and that fight was was tough. I mean, we saw we saw um, we saw. Lomachenko tested. Um, but, you know, I'm not writing him off. I mean, yes, Devin Haney is taller. He's bigger. He's got he's got the reach. He's got the height. He's got the boxing ability. He's got youth. Those four things that, you know, uh, that that is against. But Lomachenko has experience. He also has skills. One of the best footwork in the game. And we've seen Devin Haney get hurt. And one thing Devin Haney is, isn't, he's not a puncher. Uh Theo was a puncher. That if he hits you with a good shot, you're out of there. Um when you look at Devin Haney, he's not a puncher. He's a pure boxer. Okay. Now Loma, uh, if he doesn't, if he if he feels that he can walk through some of Devin Haney's shots, I think it's gonna be a tougher fight than than even Devin Haney is gonna expect. You know? Uh Lomachenko is one of the slickest southpaws in this in the business. Um, this is not Jojo Diaz, who actually took him took him to the to the ring in the last four rounds, even though he still won. Um, this is not Jojo Diaz. This is not a guy who's going to stand there and take shots to deliver. Um, and he's and Loma starts turning it up in the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds and on. So I'm interested to see. Um, how Devin handles them, but I'm also interested to see what Loma is, you know, what tricks are he's going to pull out, if any.
0: Is that, again, we're being joined by Francisco Guzman. Uh, Any relation to Luis?
1: Luis Guzman? (laughs) (laughs) My man Pachanga from uh, Calito's way. (laughs) (laughs) He's actually from the Lower East Side, you know? Yeah.
0: There you go. Manny Benny Blanco. From the...
1: The Bronx, uh John Leguizamo. <laughs> that's
0: right. Not only comedy, but drama actor as well. But uh, the most important Guzman right now, Francisco of Boxeo Mundial and MMA Mundial. I was going to ask about Haney's jab, but now you're talking about uh, Loma getting... And you get me more excited. Guys, this Saturday, again, uh, ESPN. I believe it's on ESPN Plus as well. Lomachenko versus Devin Haney for all the belts. Uh, is this lightweight? Lightweight, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, li- I'm, 135. I'm, I'm getting better, learning the, the difference. Not 155, it's 135.
1: No, it's 135.
0: <laughs> um, But you talked about Loma maybe taking four or five rounds. Doesn't it? That's going to really help, considering that Devin Haney isn't a big boxer, as you're saying. Uh, even if he tags him early, it's not going to do much. Having that lack of punching power and the fact that Loma may need a few rounds to get going. I think that's going to help Loma. I I think I see this fight going the distance at the minimum.
1: I I, kind of see it going to the distance too. Um, I mean, uh, unless Loma happens to hurt Devin Haney, like Linares did Um, Jorge Linares was a common opponent between the two. Um, Linares was stopped by, by uh, Lomachenko and he went 12 rounds with Devin Haney. He's got kind of a little um, crazy in him, though. But, right? but I will say this much, Devin Haney did win more rounds against Lenares. Um, even though Lemocheco stopped him, he was actually losing in the scorecards, you know, by a point or two on some of the judges' scorecards. Wow. So it was a real close fight until he stopped him. So Styles make fights, right? You see that, right? You see a guy who finishes him, but he's losing or might have been losing. Or, or actually close, and then you see a guy who clearly boxes for twelve rounds. Yeah, you don't get the knockout, but he, he outboxed him, right? Right. But one thing Lonares did—I can't remember the round—but he, he, he buzzed him right, right at the bell. He hits, he hits Devin with a three-punch combination, and then he did kind of like a matador thing and kind of guided him to his corner. And Devin was stumbling to the corner, <laughs> you know, like he was hurt, clearly. And he said it himself; he was. I would like to see if what happens if Loma d- is able to hurt him. And Loma has, you know, has stopped a lot of guys. You know what I'm saying? One thing about Loma, he's not a big puncher, but his accumulation of punches. And one thing he does very well is that he punches in different speeds. Right? He doesn't punch in the same speed. Some punches may be pitty-pats, some, boom, and he might throw a real solid one in there. It's kind of what he does. Um, he's fat, He's fast with his hands and he's fast with his feet. And they used, you know, that's why they were calling him the the Matrix, right? Because this guy's footwork was was crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah
0: when Connor was about to fight Floyd, I was like, man, he should just stare at Lomachenko's highlight reel or, or study tape of Lomachenko. I was like, the way that he pivots, it, it's just absolutely beautiful from the the lefty stance. And like I was like, oh, can Conor, Conor did some weird game playing
1: Well, his father, his father, um, when he was a kid, I believe, took him out of boxing and put him into dance school.
0: River so dance, he right?
1: so he could learn. So yeah, I don't know if it was River <laughs> dance, but it was some kind of dance, and he just kind in the Ukraine, and he learned, and and through through dancing, he his his footwork just got better, and this is what why his footwork is very good, right? So um, yeah, that's the story. <laughs> yeah i mean anybody... that's like that's like khabib wrestling bears at seven years old <laughs>
0: yes uh while khabib is getting uh, a little uh scabs from bears uh um Lomachenko's getting bunions from tap dance shoes <laughs> and it worked obviously it worked Wonder what his feet look like right <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness um uh, but francisco uh, again, I, I really appreciate the time, and it's always great conversating with you. Uh, I said definitely, that we'd be done at thirty; we could probably go two hours just talking everything in combat. Well, I'm sports.
1: gonna I'm gonna say one more thing before we go. I'm not i didn't to touch all. on on Devin at all. Um, I just pretty much spoke predominantly on on Lomachenko, but Devin Haney does does fundamentally. He's he's very very soundy, and his like you said his his left jab is is impeccable. Um, he does make mistakes though, you know, and I mean, every fighter makes mistakes. I mean, it makes them better. Right. Um, and the point is because he makes mistakes, I feel that Loma has a chance. I've seen him make mistakes in other fights. Um, and there's the reason why he got buzzed against Linares. Um, he got clipped against Jojo Diaz. Uh, so I, can, can Loma, you know, did, uh, have they been studying Devin to, to, to expose that—that's the biggest question. Devin, Devin. Even though he's not then the reason why a lot of boxers are not knockout guys, like knockout guys, like punchers, um, usually lose to to boxers because punchers, you know, they stand their ground and they throw punches, you know, um, in close quarters, where boxers are constantly hitting and getting out the way. And when you're a puncher. Um, they're used to knocking guys out that stand in front of you, and you get a guy who hits you and moves. That's that's a difficult game plan. But in this fight, we're not dealing with that. We're not dealing with a guy who's a puncher and the other and the other guy's a boxer. They're both boxers. That's what makes this fight interesting. You know what I'm saying? One is just happened to be younger and bigger, like I said, and the other happens to be older and experienced. So let's see what happens on Saturday.
0: Yeah, man, I am pumped for this fight. It's uh, it's one of the best fights of the year. We've just the fights, boxing. It, it really is booming right now. Uh, I think it might be even bigger than uh, than MMA right now. I, I would love to. Do you know the numbers on Tank versus Garcia? How uh, they did? Francisco. I think you're muted.
1: <laughs> the, uh, there we go. Oh, do you, do you hear me now? I'm yeah. sorry. I'm
0: sorry. Perfect. It was, it was an
1: alarm going off and, uh, I was trying to like, I don't know if you was hearing it.
0: <laughs> it's a hell of an alarm clock.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was a car, a car alarm that just <laughs> yes. went off. Um, what was the question again? I'm sorry.
0: Um, you know the number. Uh, I was just saying that boxing is just it is booming right now, man. All, all the biggest fights are happening. Uh, Joshua it, will get in the mix, no doubt about it. Uh, Wilder's gonna have a big fight. Tyson Fury's just waiting in the wings. Uh, Usyk will be there, but I, I think all all the big fights are coming together in boxing. While on MMA, are we gonna get Conor Diaz three? Probably not in the <laughs> UFC banner. Are we gonna get Francis John Jones? Hopefully. It's it's a pipe dream at this point. But it's like in boxing, the big fights are closer to happening than not. My question was Ryan Garcia, Tank Davis. Uh do we have numbers on that? Do we get any uh pay-per-view numbers?
1: I don't know the numbers. I wasn't Had even paying well, right? attention, honestly. I know it was I know they made some pretty good money, two point something I million buys or something. I mean, I don't even know the numbers. It was they did it they did some pretty good numbers actually i'm oh. sorry i'm sorry i don't have the stats on that but um i didn't think much of the fight beforehand because there was catchweight situations going yeah, on there i
0: didn't like that um, the dehydration i didn't loss. i didn't
1: like all the uh the hoopla around it and i really you know even it, the fight turned out exactly what i thought would happen you know um well, i hope you made some money it, on this <laughs> no i wasn't betting <laughs> i wasn't trying to bet um but i will say this much um if whatever threat garcia had coming into the fight which was his left hook and his left jab and his speed um was pretty much taken away when that catch weight was implemented if you look at if you look at history as far as catch weights are concerned when when a bigger guy is coming down to fight the smaller guy nine times out of ten i don't even know if if what's the ratio i'm pretty sure I don't know of any catchweight fight where where the fighter that had to lose a lot more wins. Most of the time, whenever there's a catchweight fight, the fighter that has to give up the most ends up losing. And that's pretty much what what happened. I mean, not to say that that Tank wouldn't have beaten him, but whatever chance he had went out the window.
0: Uh, Well, that's crampy to hear. I mean how much bigger was Gar- garcia going to get maybe 5 7 pounds like I-, I know i learned this with terrence crawford like uh he doesn't gain that much i think canelo's one of the few boxers who's kind of like mma guys when i saw his day of weigh-ins against triple g uh, one of the i think it was the first fight he bounced up maybe 18 20 pounds like an mma fighter I don't think uh, Garcia was gonna bounce up twenty pounds. Like, why shave those five, seven pounds? And we we lost. I mean, the casuals—they're like, "Oh my god, we gotta finish!" But you're saying, like, man, that that wasn't the best representation of what Ryan Garcia could do in the square circle.
1: You know, I gotta I gotta blame Ryan Garcia and his brain trust. Because I, the, agree. The I agree, I he, agree. He didn't need he didn't need the fight. People knew who Ryan was you understand um, he's a social media darling and he didn't need to he didn't have, yeah he didn't need to put himself in that position. he could have contested it the fight to be at 140 um and if they didn't comply then put it out there these guys don't want to fight me at 140. they want me to drain myself but what he did he consided to everything that tank asked for and he got beat and now what's what is he left for with you know just saying that you know he was weight drained? You knew that coming into the fight. so.
0: I agree, man. I agree. It's crappy. <laughs> um, I hope they can do the rematch uh, without a weight clause. Maybe Garcia's profile can grow even bigger where it's it's better for him than negotiations. Uh, on a side note, on a side note, can Leonard Ellerby throw hands? I mean, he's talking like he could throw hands. I know he could throw bills around. But he's out there
1: looking like Suge Knight. Can he? Can uh, he? Can he uh, down? He's talking about uh, I've been a saying that medalist. for a long, okay. for a long time. <laughs> That's why been we saying. like he's each He's been other. getting, dude. He's been getting in fighters' faces. He's uh. been talking major crap. I think because he, you know, he's Mayweather promotion, so he thinks he could talk this ish. Um, I'm gonna tell you something. Um, getting in Oscar De La Hoya's face, he's lucky Oscar is not built that way because Oscar would light him up. And even at this age, Oscar would. I mean, you're talking about a former world champ, you gold medalist. What I'm you know, like like this guy was a gold medalist. I mean, come on, you you you, and he's a fighter. You know, he got hands. He will light your old ass up. You could know, because you, so, you see the
0: wires like going off, and Oscar, like they were like <laughs> z- 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 like sparking, Dude, like the fighter. If he was
1: him. to cross that line, I think Oscar would 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 make taco Tuesdays out of him. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> I agree. I agree. You know what man. I'm saying?
1: He'll I think Oscar would hit him like a pinata, you know, like it'll be it'll be Mexico Cinco de Mayo all over again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the day of the death. Oh man, I, I agree with that, man. It's like I, I swear there's gotta be some weird like uh, even Dana White or the guys under him, Hunter Campbell, Gray Maynard, uh or Mick Maynard, uh, uh, Sean Shelby, where they kind of like they they talk down to Francis. They talk down to a John Jones. They talk down to like a Usman, a Yuri Prohaska, just because they quote-unquote own their rights or their fighting career. I mean, once the PFL or Bellator or one can really raise their profile and be like a close to equal uh, negotiation for the fighters, I don't think these fighters are going to be taking it on the chin verbally from these guys. It's like I, I, no, I got a sense of no. that with uh, Dana, Dana has
1: gotten away with some major, major trash talk. I Remember know. that boxing match that was supposed to happen between Dana and Tito Ortiz?
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, and he was, it just shows dude, what confidence could do. Like, bro, you're confident dude, Tito in the business would,
1: You know, the, I, I understand why Tito didn't do it. Because how does Tito look like kicking his boss's ass? I mean, he, he'd be happy, <laughs> but. Uh, he'd you're be right. happy, but right. money-wise, right. Right. you know, he'd probably be out of the organization. Um, there's no way Dana was going to win that.
0: But we all won this conversation. I really appreciate the time, Francisco Guzman. Yeah, uh, what are you working on? What do you got coming out? Do you got something for this fight week or a, a coming fight week uh, that we could uh, tune into or read? Well, post? right now, I'm just
1: waiting for this Loma fight. i um, interested to see, you know, how this fight is going to turn out. Um, but definitely we would like to get back together and, and you know, uh, talk about the outcome. See what this outcome is going to be like. All you right, because so, uh,
0: what, I know people prediction? are picking. What's your prediction? You know, I
1: know Loma is the underdog, but <laughs> I'm interested to see how this fight turns out.
0: And, and how do you think? Can we get you on the record for a prediction? If you nail mm-hmm. it on the head, it's, we, it gets on social media. It's
1: it's it's tough. It's tough because I like Loma. Um, I like Devin Haney also. Um, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough to make a prediction. Like when when a fight is really because you don't know. You can't you can't bet against you know somebody with experience like Loma because those guys they had they have th- that experience can pull out a win, right? And we've seen it happen in the past. So and is Devin Haney being too overconfident, you know, that could happen too, you know. So I'm I'm just like I think it's 5050. I think a little bit of the edges to Devin Haney because he's got the height, the reach, he's got the youth. He's got so many things on his side, you know, Um, and and Loma has, of course, experience. He's got age. He's got, you know, he's got great footwork. He's also a great boxer himself. But the height, you know, I I expect I expect a lot of clinching, though. Remember when I tell you that a lot of clinching. Okay,
0: (laughs) Now, now don't get me wrong. Uh, I do appreciate the fanfare, combat sports, Leonard Elby screaming at Oscar, Tyson Fury screaming at a press conference, you dull sir, I still don't know what the hell that means, Colby (laughs) Colby Covington uh, with his craziness, but this fight, Lomachenko versus uh, Haney is a fighter's fight, it's not going to have all the fanfare, nobody's going to pick up a chair, like these are two guys who just really care about their craft. Like, they are swordsmen. They are out there to see who's a better guy. It's not going to be Kobe Covington, like, being, like, a, a verbal assassin, but then going in there and just wrestling and clinching you for five rounds. It's like, dude, what the hell? You were just talking off like you were Chuck Liddell. No, no, no. This is going to be a fighter's fight. Uh, purest of the sport will all tune in. You hope one day the casuals can. Um, but, man, I, I'm very excited for this fight. And boxing as a whole has just won me over post Floyd. Post Floyd era, it's
1: like. <laughs> Place Floyd. I think he was an
0: anchor, but uh, w- we'll get into that. Maybe the the retrospective box, and you could take me to school, Professor Guzman, and, and teach me a lot more. <laughs> I do appreciate your time, man. You, you, and uh, you, it's always. I great mean, you got
1: me you. built up here. <laughs> no,
0: I don't have to build you up, man. You do enough push-ups for both of I us. I mean, not built <laughs>
1: up, but you you kind of got me like. You know, like, you <laughs> we'll we'll got see. me speechless, put it that way. <laughs> I hope
0: you're wrong about the clinching, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if you nailed the, 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 the nail on the head with this one. Uh, you you have uh, a great passion and, and love for the sport, and uh, I appreciate that you're covering mixed Martial Arts as well. We need more people uh, like you who are respectful who have not only talked to talk but you walk the walk I think that's what's missing on the uh, the MMA MMA comes across as the the little brother in combat sports to boxing too often uh, whenever I go to boxing matches I wear like brown shoes slacks a button-up shirt like I look clean now I'm starting to like dress like the fighters like at the MMA event my the first MMA event like uh, this recent i'm wearing freaking jordans i'm like and then i go to a boxing match uh this past weekend i'm wearing a polo slacks nice shoes it's like i feel like mma will get there but i don't know it might get even worse man with the wwe deal now uh we might be wearing uh leopard print suits to ufc events things might be getting (laughs) even crazier in terms of fanfare with the ufc event (laughs)
1: I got, I got to say, the, the way you feel about MMA, I feel about boxing, is kind of crazy. Um, I feel that MMA, yes, is the little brother to to boxing, but slowly, the little brother's growing. You know, the little brother's putting on yeah, events. Yeah, but the little brother's doing
0: see. coke and smoking weed and taking mushrooms <laughs> and, and, like I said, throwing yeah, chairs. But,
1: but, but the big brother is not fighting. You know, we're not getting the fights we want. We we we, the press the press conferences are boring. The weight the weight, you know, when you go to weigh ins, is boring. You know, it's it's. I'm telling you, it's it's night and day. I see I see what and and you know, what's funny is that boxing is starting to do some of the stuff that MMA is doing. You know, bringing in DJs. You know what I'm saying? Starting to add a little flavor to their fights. You know um it's all from MMA you know you understand what I'm saying if you look at the press con, just watch boxing press conference and MMA and UFC or, or any other press conferences it's totally a different animal <laughs> wow I hate boxing press conference I'm gonna tell you I'd be I you you have to wake me up because I I will fall asleep <laughs> I was just
0: gonna say it was like a college <laughs> seminar like they were like, uh, and the next question, oh. I'm from uh, ABC Sports. My name is John Smith. And I was like, oh my god, Leonard Ellerby's more entertaining. Get get him up there, but it's
1: it's like, and they don't change. It's like they don't change. It's like what happened, you know? Technology has changed through time, and boxing is still the same. It's like, come on, man, you know, it's the reason why the UFC has is in the show over and over again. Um, not only do they market better, but they they put a they put together better, better events, even if it's a press conference or a weigh-in. You know, you don't see those kind of weigh-ins in boxing. You know, only for big, big, big fights. You know, so. Yeah.
0: Got you, got you. Learning every day, <laughs> learning every week, and uh, I will learn more about the wonderful, sweet science this Saturday. Again, Lomachenko uh, versus Devin Haney. It's going to be freaking awesome. Tune into that. Uh, I will be texting you during the fight, after the fight. Uh, Maybe we do a recap next week. I really do appreciate your time, Francisco. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, we will connect very soon, my man.
1: Thank you. Have a good one, brother.
0: Guys, you heard it. Francisco Guzman, you see below, of Boxeo Mundial and MMA Mundial. Like I said, elegant, speaker, knowledgeable. This man, encyclopedia. There's the... There's the fast food of combat sports media, you know, somebody who's just uh, you, you hear what they say. It sounds amazing for 10 seconds. But if you listen to them for an hour, it's just it's going to give you diarrhea. And then you get people like Francisco Guzman, who is the steak, the potatoes, uh, the, the spinach. It's it just it's a hearty meal. Yeah, sure. It, there's not that much sugar, but it, it's gonna keep you alive longer. It's gonna is more of the marathon, not a sprint. I I really do appreciate, uh, Francisco's time, and I I really do appreciate that we get a fighter's fight this Saturday. Oh my goodness, I'm so pumped for this. I'm gonna have to go. Uh, I'm not gonna tap dance like Lomachenko around this answer, but I'm gonna have to go with Devin Haney. Taken a 12 round decision and it's going to be close. Does Lomachenko drop Devin Haney? No, I think Devin Haney's too long. Does Lomachenko tag him and stagger Haney to make him step back and respect Lomachenko? Yes, I think there's enough fire there for that. And Lomachenko. Uh, He's going to be better than the Lomachenko we saw against Teofimo. I am extremely pumped for this one. A fighter's fight. I don't even know if the UFC's on. PFL Bellator's on this weekend. I am tuned in, locked in to this weekend's boxing match. Guys, I hope you are as well. Your boy, Ike Feldman, is out. Thank you guys for tuning in. Peace.